1: And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
2: The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only
3: Joshua P. Warren and each week on this show I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content news exercises and weird experiments you can do at home and a lot more on this edition of the program hollow earth is there really another world down there what is really at the center of the earth Surely you have heard about this hollow earth theory. I'm not talking about flat earth. We'll get to that a little later. Hollow earth. It goes back a long way. In fact, if you go to Wikipedia and you see the the mainstream definition, it says the hollow earth is a concept proposing that the planet earth is entirely hollow or contains a substantial interior space notably suggested by Edmund Haley in the 17th century. Now yeah, we're talking about Edmund Haley, okay? this is this is one of the big guys in science. I mean Haley's comet. he said that he thought it was possible um, in the late 17th century and it says the notion was disproven. and then it goes on to say uh, it was still occasionally defended through the mid 19th century. Um, anyway, it goes on to say that it's, it's considered pseudoscience and the concept of a hollow earth still recurs in folklore as a premise for subterranean fiction, a sub genre of adventure fiction. Okay. So mainstream, uh, mainstream information says, nope, no, there's no hollow earths with a world down there, but Let us open our minds for a minute and let us dig into this and just see what some of the proponents have said about this. I mean, we have been to the moon. We have been to the bottom of the ocean, but we have never been to the center of the earth. Isn't that pretty amazing? We've never even put an instrument down there. That is how, how daunting a task this is. Let me give you some basic information about the composition of the earth, according to what scientists tell us. Okay. So if you were to dig a hole straight down in order to reach the center of the earth, you would have to go 3,958 miles. Uh, That is 6,369 kilometers. Now, to give you an idea, the United States is about uh, 3,000 miles wide from coast to coast. So again, we're talking about much farther than that, 3,958 miles. The Just the crust, the outer layer of the Earth, is 21 miles thick. That's 34 kilometers. Uh, according to what we know for sure, the deepest hole that we've ever drilled is the Kola super deep borehole in Russia in 1970. And from what I understand here, this was drilled just as a scientific project. The Russians just wanted to go down and see if, uh, if they could find anything interesting. Well, at least that's what they said, you know, <laughs> who knows what they, they were up to. And uh, that is confirmed that in 1970, they made it 7.4 miles deep. Which is 12 kilometers or thereabouts. So, again, the crust of the earth is 21 miles thick. So they didn't even make it halfway through the crust. And apparently they say that if. Okay, and that borehole is it, it's a straight drop. It's only about nine inches in diameter, or twenty three centimeters in diameter. So it's not very big, but apparently, if you could jump into that borehole, uh, and uh, this is a little complicated. I'm trying to figure out how long it would take you to to reach the bottom, and uh, there are all these calculations that have to be done with terminal velocity and and air pressure and wind resistance and all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit above my pay grade, but from what I can understand, if you jumped in that hole with all those factors, it might take you somewhere between three and five minutes to hit the bottom of this man-made hole. Now, uh, apparently it is also claimed that there was one hole dug deeper since then in Qatar, uh, or Qatar, I guess, which is in uh, it's near the Persian Gulf. There, an oil well was supposedly dug that was again not much deeper, eighty-eight meters deeper, I think. So, and I believe that was around two thousand eight, something like that. But anyway, that gives you an idea of of how how far down we have gone. And at, at, they say that in that Kola super deep borehole, the temperature is 350 degrees Fahrenheit, 176 degrees Celsius. So (laughs) I don't think you would be able to survive. You know, in 1864, Jules Verne wrote his popular novel, The Journey to the Center of the Earth, in which he talked about a land of some kind being down there. And even though we've had no direct observation of the center of the Earth, scientists believe that if you dug a hole straight to the center of the Earth and jumped in, that it might take you around 35 or 40 minutes to fall and reach the center. But once you did that, you could not continue falling at that point to come out the other side. You know how you've heard about people saying in the U.S. you could dig a hole to China. Well, apparently, if you could actually fall straight through the, the center of the Earth, when you reach the center, you will float as if you are in outer space. It is an anti-gravity kind of experience because at that point, all of the Earth's mass would be more or less equally distributed around you. So there is no particular mass pulling you in a particular direction. See how weird this is? You'd fall forever. It would get hotter and hotter and hotter. And then you'd start floating there when you reach the middle. But when you got to the middle, they say it would be 10,800 degrees Fahrenheit from all the pressure. That's 6,982 Celsius. And that the pressure itself would simply crush a human. And so the idea of a human doing this, it seems impossible. We know what is supposedly down there because we rely on measurements of seismic waves uh, throughout the planet to, to sort of figure out what's down there. So if there's an earthquake on one side of the Earth, then scientists measure how the vibrations flow to the other side. And uh, this has even been done using nuclear tests. They, they'll they blow up a nuclear bomb of some kind to create a seismic wave. And there are certain types of waves that can only pass through liquids or solids. Uh, some are what they call P waves and some are S waves. So anyway, they use this to try to map what's at the center of the earth. And of course, that is why scientists tell us there is a solid inner core. There is a liquid outer core, a mantle and crust, just like layers of an onion. We all know what that is supposed to look like. And we've all seen what it looks like when lava comes Burting up from the earth. It looks like it's pretty darn hot down there. It doesn't look like a pleasant place to visit. So it seems like there is, is no way for there to be a civilization of some kind that's developed inside the earth, right? But what I've given you is an extreme example. I'm talking about journey to the center of the earth, like Jules Verne is talking about in his fictional novel. But maybe there is a world down there that doesn't necessarily have to be in the center. Maybe there are some caverns that, that they don't go straight to the center, but they meander around like tunnels in an ant farm. I mean, scientists have been wrong before. They used to think the earth was flat. I, and look, I do not believe the earth is flat. Okay. If you believe that, I just think. That you're incorrect, and uh, I I have an open mind. When people started saying that the Earth was flat, I thought it was a joke, and I I said okay, I'm going to look at their argument. And uh, there are many many reasons to 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 think that the Earth is is at least round. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to actually go up and take a look at it for one thing, and uh, you don't even have to do that though. I mean, when you're when you're standing at the ocean uh, and there's a, a ship far out in the water and it starts coming straight towards you you see the top of it the little tip of the mast and then it gets and it looks like it's rising out of the water as it gets closer to you and it's doing that because it's it's rising up over that curved surface so I don't believe the earth is flat sorry if you you know if you disagree but look when we come back, Let's keep opening our minds. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a description, a detailed description of what some say they have witnessed when they actually went to a land, an exotic world, in the center of the earth. This is going to be very interesting. And let me also remind you now, the fun does not stop when the show ends. I have a lot of stuff that I don't get to share on this podcast and you can only access it if you go to joshuapwarren.com and sign up for my free email newsletter. Takes you two seconds. Put your email address in there. Hit the submit button and you'll get not only behind the scenes info and special reports, but you'll also be able to participate with special experiments and you'll also get some free instant gifts from me automatically when you sign up there at joshuapwarren.com Dot com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the I Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
1: Don't go anywhere. There's more strange things coming right up.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash strange things. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
5: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com.
1: Hi, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
3: Strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. I do not believe certain things, but do I know? I mean, I don't believe that the earth is flat, but do I know? Uh What is knowing? Uh, you know, it was Edgar Allan Poe who said... All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe this is all just a big dream. It's an illusion. We're all plugged into the matrix. This is part of a program. There's no reality. But you'll drive yourself insane if you think that way. Um, and so, let's say, well, maybe there are some rules, and there is such a thing as a scientific process and some objectivity out there. And I, I, I don't Know what's at the center of the earth. Nobody knows because we haven't been there. And so when we get these very weird reports about people who say that they have gone closer to the center of the earth, and it doesn't look like you would imagine, based upon what I just described, it's it's interesting. And so let me give you some examples of this. All right. My good friend, Timothy Green Beckley, recently passed away, and he published a book. Let's see. When did this thing come out? It was in 2017, and I've got it in my hands right now. It's called Secret Exploits of Admiral Richard E. Byrd, and it's subtitled The Hollow Earth, Nazi Occultism, Secret Societies, and the JFK Assassination. Whoo! (laughs) How do you like that for a combo of topics? He says, enter earth's mysterious subterranean cities of Mount Shasta's Telos, Lhasa Tibet, the new Atlantis Shambhala Agartha Dulce. Yeah, this is, this is a very typical, um, (laughs) Timothy green Beckley page Turner. It's got a bunch of different authors featured in it. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, I'm going to read something to you in a minute by Sean Castile. But he, uh, I it's called Secret Exploits of Admiral Richard E. Byrd. I'm not being paid to promote this book. I'm not affiliated with it. But Tim told me years ago that I was welcome to read whatever I wanted to from this book on my show. So let's start with who was Richard E. Byrd? Who was Admiral Byrd? Well, he was an American naval officer and explorer. He was born on October 25th, which is my birthday, of 1888, and he died March 11th of 1957. He was 68 years old, said he died of a heart ailment. I guess we all kind of do that, ultimately, don't we? Uh, Anyway, it says... He was a recipient of the Medal of Honor, the highest honor for valor given by the United States, and was a pioneering American aviator, polar explorer, and organizer of polar logistics. Aircraft flights in which he served as a navigator and expedition leader crossed the Atlantic Ocean, a segment of the Arctic Ocean, and a segment of the Antarctic Plateau. Byrd claimed that his expeditions had been the first... To reach both the North Pole and the South Pole by air, his claim to have reached the North Pole is disputed. Uh, he is also known for discovering Mount Sidley, the largest dominant volcano in Antarctica. And uh, by the way, the uh, the I think the the largest natural sort of crevasse on Earth is in um, Antarctica. It's a glacier called the Denman Glacier, I believe, and um, that thing is 11,500 feet deep, so you do not want to fall down that. That's 3,500 meters. Yeah, the Denman Glacier. Uh, So, you know, Antarctica's got some deep spots, no doubt about it. Here's what the back of Tim's book says. Uh, he says, did Admiral Richard E. Byrd lead a secret private life away from the prying eyes of the public? Several years ago, a mysterious manuscript said to be Admiral Richard E. Byrd's private diary emerged. In it, Byrd wrote about a vast ice-free paradise beyond the poles. Quote, we are crossing over the small mountain range and still proceeding northward as best as can be ascertained. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow. To the port side are great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth. Uh, During his career as an explorer and up until his death, Byrd was considered a national hero. Besides exploring both poles, it is alleged that the veteran Navy commander had come upon an entrance way that led into a hollow earth inhabited by a race of giants. Then, if that's not weird enough, that's where it goes on to say, rumor has it that during his 1947 expedition, he was also confronted by a lost battalion of Nazis whose settlement was being guarded by a fleet of back-engineered flying saucers, so on and so forth. Okay, so you, <laughs> you can you can check this book out for yourself. Uh, just go to Amazon and type in Secret Exploits of Admiral Richard E. Byrd or see ConspiracyJournal.com. That was always Tim's website, yeah. but Okay, well, look, here's what I want to read to you. There, there's a lot of crazy and interesting stuff in this book, but one of my favorite parts is this sort of detailed description of what it's supposedly like to go down into this hollow earth. And I also want to point out, okay, if this, okay, like, let's say if, um, let's say Admiral Byrd was flying over and you might envision like he flies over and he looks down and he just sees a big hole. But it, it might not be how that would happen if that were the case. You might not just be flying over and look down and say, whoa, there's a big hole. No, instead, it may just kind of kind of be a gradual shift from the snow into the tropics, because you don't even realize as you're flying over the land that you've slipped over the lip of the hole and are now traveling down into this area. So does that make sense uh how it might be possible? To just again sort of uh, have this gradual experience of moving into this new land. Well, anyway, chapter ten of this book is written by Sean Cast. <clears throat> excuse me, Sean Castile, and he talks about Agarta, land of enchantment. That's spelled A G H A R T A. And he goes on to explain that there are numerous spellings of this word, uh, apparently in, in various cultures, but it typically means paradise. And he said that there, he says there, um, there's a wealth of information and material on this ancient mystery, including an article by Dr. Joshua Stone called Agartha. In the hollow earth, in which he explains why he has crossed over into the believer's camp. Quote, the biggest cover up of all time, Stone writes, conceals the fact that there is a civilization living in the center of the earth known as Agartha. This may be hard for some of you to believe. I know it was for me at first. However, I now have, have an absolute knowingness of the truth of this, end quote. So he gives a bunch of history joshua stone does about you know different cultures and then he goes on to talk about this uh patient that was documented in the los angeles area who said that he had personally been into this land and he gave this really interesting description the patient says and this is an anonymous person, okay, I guess it says, quote, I lived near the Arctic circle in Norway. The patient begins one summer, my friend and I made up our minds to take a boat trip together and go as far as we could into the North country. So we put a month's worth of food provisions in a small fishing boat and set to sea at the end of one month. We had traveled far into the North beyond the pole and into a strange new country. We were much astonished by the weather there. The temperature was so warm that even at night it was difficult to sleep. And one day they saw a mountain into which the ocean seemed to be emptying. Okay. So that was the end of the quote. And then he says, yeah, one night they saw a mountain into which the ocean seemed to be emptying mystified. They stayed their course and found themselves sailing into a vast Canyon that led into the interior of the earth. They soon saw the same sun shining within the earth that has been reported down through the ages in other cultures. The ocean he and his friend were traveling were, it gradually became a river, a river that connects the inner surface of the world from one end to the other. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to tell you what happened when he says they met the inhabitants of this inner world. I mean, is this too far out there? Let's just, again, keep an open mind, suspend your disbelief. Let's think about it. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages.
7: Don't go anywhere. There's more Joshua P. Warren and Strange Things coming right up.
5: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast
0: We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. com is where you want to be. This is Neil Strauss,
5: host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast. To live and die in L.A. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM
7: Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows.
3: Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Let's get back to this guy's account, this patient's account of what it was supposedly like to travel into the inner earth. Once again, he says the ocean he and his friend were traveling on gradually became a river, a river that connects the inner surface of the world from one end to the other. Quote, it can take you if you follow it long enough from the North Pole through to the South Pole, end quote. The anonymous storyteller continued by saying, we saw that the inner surface of the earth was divided as the other one is into both land and water. There is plenty of sunshine. We sailed further and further into this fantastic country. Fantastic because everything was huge in size as compared with things on the outside. Plants are big trees gigantic, and finally, we came upon giants. They were dwelling in homes and towns just as we do on the Earth's surface, and they used a type of electrical conveyance, like a monorail car, to transport people. It ran along the river's edge from town to town. End quote. The two Nordic gentlemen were soon spotted by some of the giants dwelling in this inner-earth paradise. The giants seemed amazed at seeing the two normal-sized travelers, but kindly offered food and lodging to the pair of interlopers. The Nordic pair stayed with the giants for one year and observed many strange and wonderful things. They were continually amazed at the underground dweller's scientific progress and high-tech inventions. Quote, all of this time, they were never unfriendly to us, the doctor records the patient as saying, quote, we were allowed to return home in the same manner in which we came. In fact, they courteously offered their protection if we should need it for their return, for the uh, return voyage, end quote. Hey, how does that sound? Uh, then he goes on to say, has the U.S. entered into a treaty with the denizens of the hollow earth? Now, I know what you might be thinking at this point. Okay, if I'm going to attempt to suspend disbelief and con- consider the possibility that any of this may be true, what about satellite images? What about satellite pictures? Well, there's a whole section of this book about whether or not these satellite images are being doctored to maintain the secret. I mean... Not not everybody gets access to a satellite. Um, let me just tell you. I told you this. This is a weird, weird book. Here's here's some of the stuff in this book in the table of contents. And again, I'm not I'm not connected to this book. I'm not promoting this book. So anyway, here's just some of the chapters. You have been warned. That's how it starts. Uh, let's see. My journey to the center of the earth. Entering the world of Nazi UFOs. The truth behind Antarctica's Nazi UFO base conspiracy. Has the mysterious hole at the pole been photographed? Admiral Byrd's secret diaries, secret societies, and the JFK assassination. Hitler UFO satanic connection. Uh, the the secret space program. A British earl, the hollow earth, and the lost underground tunnel system of Atlantis. Strange things are happening around and beneath Mount Shasta, California's gateway to another realm. Richard Shaver and the coming of the saucers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so Timothy Green Beckley, he was uh, he was always just connecting all the dots for better or for worse. Again, the book is called Secret Exploits of Admiral Richard E. Byrd, The Hollow Earth, Nazi Occultism, Secret Societies of the JFK Assassination, ConspiracyJournal.com, or you'll find it at Amazon. Um, okay. Do I, do I personally feel that this is true? And that's a very interesting way, isn't it, to look at life? Because it's one thing to, to analyze evidence and to try to piece things together. And we know that. Certain conspiracies are real. Politicians conspire all the time. Criminals are convicted of conspiracy in courts of law every day. Does this feel true to me? And I have to be honest with you. The answer is no. Um, but that could be a deceptive feeling, uh, because it's very, very it's very difficult for us to comprehend something this deep. We don't know if there's life out there in space, right? But we know there is life here on this planet. Now think about that. We're so convinced, so many of us are, well, oh, there are advanced civilizations out there in the infinite blackness flying around. And yet scientists are telling us, the mainstream scientists are saying, we have no evidence of that. So if you were to simply go with what we know scientifically, it would actually make more sense that there could be a civilization within the earth than in the harsh deadness of outer space, because earth is teeming with life. So that's why I say this can be deceptive, you know, and, and also, you know, we're walking around here with this experience of solid dirt under our feet and uh, that's as far as we think. That's why it's such a shock when there's an earthquake or somebody falls into a sinkhole or something. It's like it's not on, on your mind that, you know, we're, we're walking around on these delicate surfaces. So you could make a case. You could make an argument for the fact that it is more likely that there is some kind of advanced life or civilization within the Earth than out in outer space. You could make that case. I'm not making that case, but I'm just saying this is why this is a pretty interesting subject. Don't you think so? That's about as far as I believe we can go with it uh, based upon what we know. And I hope you have uh, enjoyed that. and You'll think more about what could be within the hollow earth. What will we learn? Uh, will we learn someday that there there is something down there? I don't know. Let's see what's on on your mind, shall we? Uh, let me go to some listener emails. This is one of the things that I enjoy most on the show. Okay, let's see. This comes from, well, I just I just have initials here, but the initial starts with R. And here is what this person says. I am listening to your Strange Things podcast on the Paranormal Podcast Network on the Coast to Coast AM website. Specifically, episode three, which is how to move things with your mind. He goes, Now that that's referenced, in your podcast, you describe how people see, quote, shadow people in their peripheral vision, and that it's a brief sighting that disappears as quickly as it appears. So, what I saw did appear in my peripheral vision when I was reading. And then I looked up and straight at it for probably five seconds because I couldn't figure out what was causing it. My cat was sleeping on my lap, and at about the five-second point, she snapped awake and looked in the direction of whatever this was. This caused me some concern since my assumption up to that point was that I was seeing a reflection or a shadow or something explainable. And after the cat looked at it for two or three seconds, she went after it. Even more of a concern. So as the cat is moving toward this thing, when she gets about three feet away from it, the thing starts moving diagonally through the room away from the cat. And when it starts moving, the cat changes direction and follows it. And as I said, it moved diagonally through the room. It wasn't a shadow on the wall. It was more of an amorphous 3D cloud of smoke, smoke of very density. So I was able to visually track this thing moving diagonally through the room by looking directly at it. No peripheral vision, or excuse me, peripheral vision involved. The cat saw it, went after it, changed direction, and when it did, and it followed it to where it disappeared into the wall above a desk. The cat then sat on the desk for 10 minutes staring at that spot until uh see, staring at that spot on the wall. Until I physically removed her because she would not even look away when I called her. Some relevant additional information. I am formally educated as a chemist. I don't believe in the paranormal. My God wears a lab coat. I have never seen anything like this before or since. I was 50 at the time. So the theory you put forward about children having more sensitive vision is not relevant. I am a bit nearsighted, but this thing was almost 12 to 14 feet away. I also have perfect color vision, and while I can see extremely well in low light, the room was very well lit as I was reading when this occurred. So given that I observed this thing directly, not peripherally, for 12 seconds, tracked it diagonally across the room, and it was 3D, not a shadow on the wall. I'd been reading, not staring at an electronic device. The cat saw it, went after it, changed direction with it and tracked it to the exact same spot where I saw it disappear into the wall and then became fixated on that spot. My question to you is what the heck was that? In your opinion, I look forward to knowing your thoughts. If you would share them all the best. Well, that sounds like a good question, doesn't it? And when we come back from this break, I will tell you what my opinion is. And, uh, I have, oh, at least one or two more emails that I want to get to from listeners. Things that I believe you'll find quite intriguing. I'm Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back.
2: Don't go anywhere. There's more
5: strange things coming right up. This is Neil Strauss
0: Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to Coast to click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to Coast to Coast to send us your recording. That's Coast to Coast AM.com.
1: Hi,
7: this is Sandra Champlain. Ever wonder what happens when we die? Well, I'm going to make it easier for you to understand. Join me for my show, Shades of the Afterlife. New shows come out every Friday, so I'll be looking for you. Right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network.
3: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And if you are ever interested in visiting the Las Vegas, Nevada area, or your friends like to visit... I have a brand new website I created, a free, totally free website. It's called LowBudgetLasVegas.com. Fun things to do in the Vegas area that don't cost too much. Because yes, I have my own stuff happening in the area that I I like to let people know about, but there is this misconception that when you come to Las Vegas, you just go to the strip and you lose a lot of money gambling and drinking and watching shows and you go home hungover and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Um, Listen, that could not be further from the truth. Uh, having lived here for years, I love to travel around and have adventures. And there is so much cool stuff to do or in this area that people don't know about because it doesn't get properly publicized. It gets drowned out by the big casinos, the big resorts, and the big corporations. So I'm giving a voice to little things that you can do. Many of them are free. Some of them cost five bucks. Uh, I think the most expensive thing is thirty five dollars. But uh, you'll see a picture of me on the site. These are things I I personally have have, have done and endorse. It says, I, uh, Joshua P. Warren, have lived in Vegas for years. I love adventures, and I have personally visited every single one of these places and attractions. And I can tell you they are the best things to do in Vegas for the price. You do not need to be rich to have a priceless time in the Silver State. It's the best way to enjoy Vegas without breaking the bank. And you just scroll down, and it's super simple. It's just a picture. A price, a description, a link to the website, and then to the map. And you will be amazed at the cool stuff there is to do here for next to nothing. So all you have to do is go to lowbudgetlasvegas.com. There's no hyphen or anything like that. Just lowbudgetlasvegas.com. Check this out. And if you know anybody who ever likes to visit Vegas, please send this to them, and they will thank you for it, I promise. Okay, back to the email. So, you know, I, to me, when somebody says, I've seen a shadow person, that's not a big deal. I, I understand why it is to some, a big deal to somebody who's never seen that before, and especially a person with a scientific background. And they're like, it blows their mind. Like, whoa, I, I thought I knew what was going on here. What is this? So here's what I did. I wrote back and I said, look, w- when these shadowy figures appear, they, they usually are sort of watching us from the sidelines. They don't want to be seen. Animals definitely notice them more than people do. And if you notice one, it doesn't like to be noticed and they, they, they dart off. Well, what are they? Well, look, they can be a lot of different things. They could be a, a spirit that is not fully materialized. So it only blocks a little bit of the light. They could be an interdimensional being, which has the same effect, not fully materialized. Even an alien apparently may be able to affect its degree of physicality. We can even get out there and say that in the future, humans have learned to time travel back into the past and that these are time travelers from the future that are observing us, but do not want to affect us. So they will not mess up the timeline and affect their own present when they get back to the future. Okay, But the bottom line is, there's no way, when you see a shadow person, there's no way, based upon one's simple experience, like, I saw this thing for, you know, seconds, and then it, it darted There's no way for me or anybody else to legitimately tell you what this thing uh, actually is. And it could be any of the, those things. In fact, if you would like to... Listen to, oh gosh, I I did. I'm trying to figure out which I did. One of my, my podcasts here. Uh, I I forget which episode it was, but it was, it was called like how to create. I'm looking it up right now. Sorry to do. uh, Okay. How to prevent or create paranormal activity. It's episode 11. If you're in this kind of a position, I I think you will find it very helpful to go and take a look at episode 11 of this strange thing show. How to prevent or create paranormal activity, episode 11. Um, all right. So that's the true answer to that. Okay. It could be any, any of these things. Next, uh, email I have here is for, and by the way, thank you for that, that message. And, and hopefully that helped other people out. This comes to me from James. Looks like he's in Canada and he says, uh, dear Joshua, I've been listening to your podcast for about a year. And I heard that you have an online class for paranormal investigators. May I ask whether some of the equipment used has any magnetic pulses or anything related to that? I cannot use any of that equipment, unfortunately. Thank you and best of luck. Okay, James. Well, you know, everything that has electricity also uh, contains a magnetic field around it an electromagnetic field everything does but when you are uh, doing paranormal investigation the tools that you work with you they're usually meters that do not they're, they're passive for one thing and they do not produce usually any more electromagnetic energy than your smartphone would so if you spend time on on your phone or with a computer then you shouldn't have any issue dealing with paranormal investigation equipment. And furthermore, I even have a book that you get when you sign up for the course, which is called Poor Man's Paranormal, which gives you a bunch of sort of old-fashioned techniques that you can use uh, to do paranormal investigation that do not require anything electrically powered whatsoever. So that. Should not be an issue and, and that's clarified if you want to know more about my online paranormal investigator course Just go to Joshua p. Warren and click the link to the curiosity shop and you will be able to Watch a video and learn all about it Next message I have here. This is from James in Pensacola, Florida. He says a year or so ago I was consuming a Guinness beer at a local favorite pub, I glanced to my right and saw two big trapezoids jut from the back area of the restroom near the pool table. Okay, let me pause here, and if you need to be reminded what a trapezoid is, uh one form of a trapezoid could be just like a triangle with a flat top. Think of that. A triangle with the top cut off. But, you know, you can shift the lines around, but that's sort of what a trapezoid looks like. So he says, I saw two big trapezoids jut from the back away from the restroom area near the pool table. They were on top of each other. The top one was bright white and approximately two inches by 24 inches by eight feet. Did you get that? Two inches by 24 inches by eight feet and five feet off the floor. The other one was blacker than black, the same dimensions and shape, one foot from the floor. The black one was in front of the white one. As if you walked that way, you would have hit it first. And then they darted back in the direction they came from. And I thought, this is really good Guinness. I turned back to the bar and saw the owner's wife, Kelly, moving forward with such a look on her face. It suggested that she had seen something also. And I said, did you see that? She said yes, and her husband Chip, a retired Navy corpsman, and I investigated, and we found nothing out of the ordinary. I asked Kelly what she saw and proceeded to describe the shapes, and Kelly agreed with my description. Chip and Kelly never drank while working, and Chip, being a Navy corpsman, is not to be doubted. I have seen these trapezoids subsequently but to a lesser degree. Whew. What do you do with that one, folks? Um, you know, some of these are, we have these broad categories, right? Like ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, psychic phenomena, angels, demons. Sometimes you get a story that just does not neatly fit into a particular category. And I don't know what this this fellow, I don't know what you were seeing there, James, but here's what I can tell you. Um, I mentioned that some believe we may be in a bit of a, a matrix here, that this is a big computer program. This is a big computer simulation that we're living within. And from time to time, people do see these weird geometric glitches that appear right in the middle of the matrix. Even my wife, Lauren, woke up one night and she said that in, she looked over and there was like a big arrow like a bright digital mouse cursor just floating in the air next to the bed and she rubbed her eyes and it was there for a minute and then it disappeared and maybe sometimes there are glitches in the matrix and we get a glimpse i think we should learn how to hack the matrix and that's why i think that this show is important we get together we put our minds together we play tones we we talk about mantras We try to manifest. We try to hack reality. So let's do that once again, shall we? Here it is, your weekly dose of the good fortune tone.